Hello and welcome to the Life with Libby podcast. This podcast is all about empowering women to find their magic. This podcast is conscious based and we'll be going into the very details of life that all women walk through. Enjoy. Hey, magical babes. Thanks for joining me here on the Life with Libby podcast. I'm so excited to have Greta here. We met on Facebook and she is a fellow coach. I love meeting coaches in the online community. It's so fun because we can literally work anywhere in the world and help people via you know, video calls, which is so fascinating. And so Greta is a manifestation coach. She has a really interesting background. I'm so excited for her to share her story with you guys. So Greta, let us know. Let's start with your background. Hi, Libby. First of all, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the wonderful work you are doing, creating community and cheering women on. That's so awesome. So thank Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Greta. I'm from Norway and currently living in Florida. Um, as Libby said, I'm a manifestation coach. I'm a psyche facilitator, emotional code practitioner, and I'm a certified personal trainer. Um, I do have a background in pollution biology, toxicology, and I've worked in environmental management for years and years. And it basically means that I've been saving the world for a living. It's a tough job, but someone's got to do it. so okay. crazy. Like a real world hero. That's <laughs> so incredible. So what got you into that field? Like you went, just went to school and you were like, I'm going to study biology. Mm. Yeah, I always, I always went by what I thought was most interesting. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't think of anything more important than learning about how life works, which is basically what biology is. Nice. And... thank you and then so um as i progressed in my studies after having done my bachelor's i decided i wanted to study pollution biology just to see what we're doing to the world and uh, on every level from a cellular to an ecosystem level and what we can do to change that and what we can do to leave a better world behind than what we found. So I've been passionate about that and I've been working in environmental management, which basically means to um, set goals and decide how we're going to achieve those goals. So what do we need to do to achieve those goals of leaving a better world behind? That's so and I've cool. been passionate about doing that and just making our planet better. So how does that look? So how does that work? Who really sets these goals? Is it the government who sets these goals? Is it certain companies and they're kind of like, um, like charitable organizations who really takes the lead here? Well, when I started out, um, not many people actually did this, that this was 2008 and whoever hired an environmental advisor usually only did it to kind of, able to say that they had one and then they put them in the corner mm-hmm. and they didn't really do much but then now this is very different now this person is usually part of the board so every larger larger company with um, respect for themselves will have a person and will actually make um, an effort to make a difference and so i've worked with a Um, airport operator in Norway and now my last job was for the um, military actually and both so they're not only wearing green they're actually doing green as well and I worked a lot with green procurement wherever you put your money is where you put your votes for the future absolutely absolutely you always vote with your dollar Mm-hmm. What you are saying is okay. So you study this on a cellular level, on the level of ecosystems and, you know, so micro and macro levels. How was this affecting things on cellular levels? Is this where we get things like cancers or other mutations? Like how does pollution affect that on that level? Well, the cool things with cells is it, they are like any living organisms. They will pull away from what's toxic and they will be drawn towards 
nutrition and positive. And so what I think is that what we're eating, how we're growing our food, all of that is affecting us on that level. And I think that is why there are so many people who are obese, for instance, and so many people are sick because our bodies don't really know what's hitting them. A lot of toxins, a lot of preservatives, which mm -hmm. by the way, preservatives are made so that bacteria aren't supposed to decompose the food. But what happens in, in your body, in your intestines is bacteria is breaking down the food. Right. So if you're putting substances in your food that will mm, <clears throat> hinder bacteria from working properly, you're not going to be able to digest your food. So what I think is really cool is that because you and I are made of nature, we are mm -hmm. nature, whatever is good for the environment is going to be good for you and me and vice versa. So I think that's absolutely fascinating. And what's cool about these modalities that I use is that one thing is you have the cause and effect and the toxin is going to be harmful, mm -hmm. but the amount of harm or whether you can endure it or not has a lot to do with your perception of it. So your perception is your belief. Mm -hmm. And if you change your belief, then you can tolerate it. Like me with gluten, I grew up being gluten intolerant. I had a bloated stomach my whole childhood. Really? Without knowing I was gluten intolerant. And um, about a year ago, I did a psyche process to help with gluten intolerance. And now I'm eating pizza. That's <laughs> insane. Seriously? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you like heal. So really you healed your own body mm -hmm. through Psyche. Yes. That's incredible. When I found Psyche, I had, um, I was suffering from chronic headaches of the kind that no doctor could find the cause for or a cure for. And believe me, I saw all of them and they were headaches that lasted for weeks and I was mm -hmm. desperate. And so that is when I discovered Bruce Lipton and biology of belief and his favorite um, belief changing modality is Psyche. And I decided I had to learn this. I need to know how to do this. And I did and I cured my headaches. That's incredible. So what do you think really brings these things on, right? So this, like, a lot of it can be genetics, especially if you're gluten intolerant or celiac. A lot of that is just genetic. And so when you're using this, is it really just, you know, overriding those genes? Like how, how does that become explained? Well, our genes has been ascribed far more power than they actually have. So epigenetics, which is about how your genes are being um, transcribe what genes are being active and not, which is actually much more about um, your surroundings than your genes, means that you can actually, by changing your beliefs and your perception of a situation, you can turn your genes on and off. And so imagine um, the power of perception. Imagine mm -hmm. There's a, a mother and a child in the garden and there's a snake. And okay. if the mother is a biologist and she loves snake and snakes and she's super fascinated, it's going to be such a beautiful moment of the mother and child looking at the snake, but oh, look, and maybe right. learning something. Whereas if she's, if she's scared of snakes, she's going to create a stressful situation where she's going to grab the child and run. Mm -hmm. And that's a completely different chemistry in your body than the fascinated looking at the snake that kind of thing so it all depends the chemistry that's created in your body depends on your perception of the situation and what's happening around you that's such an incredible way of really looking at it of yeah. seeing these things different of saying okay you know what? i'm going to shut this off because this is my perception of it mm -hmm. and really so, about bringing that into your body and because so many people want to heal we have so many sick people mm. and and the thing is imagine so if if something in my surroundings is making me sick 
it's much easier to change my perception of my surroundings than to change my surroundings. Hmm. That means that I don't have to change my surroundings to make myself well. I only have to change my perception of them. Like I changed my body's perception of gluten. So right. now I can pizza. That's so cool. And pizza is just so delicious. Like, I love bread. I'm Chilean and like, we love bread. Like bread is our number one food. I think, I think actually we consume most of it in the whole world. Like Chile is huge on bread. So I would be yeah. lost without it. Lost. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so incredible how you really changed your body at the cellular level because like you said you know bacteria in your body but your body if it's not breaking down gluten it's not doing that there's something off within you so you're literally training your body to treat it differently mm -hmm. that's so yeah. amazing that's so mm -hmm. so how long did this take how long was that process of going through site k going through this and saying, okay, look here today, I'm gluten intolerant to today. I'm not. How long did that take to heal? I'll, I'll tell you about the process because it's really interesting. So what we do is you establish that there seems to be an apparent reaction to gluten and you muscle test to see that you get a yes and you continue. And then usually the thing is your body has this amazing ability to protect you from harm. So let's say you're eating a berry and you get a tummy ache. Your body is going to connect that berry to the tummy ache and make sure that you don't want to eat more any more of those berries because that can potentially save your life. Right. And so it, your mind can also connect other things than food to physical reactions. So let's say for instance, you and I are having a meal and we're getting into a fight and I'm eating, eating broccoli. And that can create a connection in your brain between broccoli and um, that emotion of being in a fight. Right. And so it creates that negative connection. And um, so then next time you eat broccoli, you'll get a tummy ache. But it has nothing to do with the broccoli. It has to do with the fight you and I were in. Right. And so what you actually do is most of the time it's, it's connected to a person. So you muscle test to see, is this in fact connected to a person? And then you, usually you get a yes. It might also be a situation or something else. And then you find out what, who it is. And a lot of the time it's mom or dad yeah. or, you know, anyone close. And then you, um, you do what you need to do to correct that relationship. So if that's like a relationship balance, or if you need to correct a belief of maybe you're the person it is told you that you're not good enough because maybe that's what you need to correct. And then um, usually takes a couple weeks and then you can slowly start introducing that food again. I didn't because I, I didn't want to try. I didn't want the tummy ache. But I was at a pizzeria with my husband and um, I usually order gluten-free pizzas, but I forgot. <laughs> and it was this amazing Italian place with the thin Italian crust, like oh, stone so oven. Bake, oh, you know. one of the best pizzas. And they bring out the pizza and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I made a mistake, but I didn't say anything. And it was my mistake. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to eat it. <laughs> and I did. I'm and it was so good. It. Oh, that's so incredible. That's so yeah. incredible. And then I was well. I didn't notice a thing. That's and now you're like, hey, pizza all day. Here we go. That's, <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> I know. But I can <laughs> have a pizza. I can have some bread if I want to. And yet, because really good home baked, you know, nice artisan bread. That's mm, amazing. So delicious. <laughs> I adore it. I grew up with my mom making homemade bread like every day. So something so I miss, I tried to make bread the other day. It was not, it turned into more to like crackers. I will <laughs> say it was not great, but I want to ask you, so you talk about muscle testing. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what that is? 
Because I have yeah. no idea. Oh, you've never been exposed mm, to muscle? I've never heard of this. Oh, cool. So um, it's also called kinesiology. And according to neuroscience, we live 95% of the time through subconscious programming, with 90% of that being developed at the time we're seven years of age. Right. And this is, this is really interesting. And if you want to learn more about this, I highly recommend reading Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton, or going to YouTube and find the two or three hour talk he does about biology of belief. It's, it's amazing how he explains this. And then what happens is your subconscious beliefs and programs is what's manifesting into your reality. Absolutely. Because you can think about and a belief is a thought you've been thinking many times. Absolutely. And with muscle testing, it's a way to communicate with your subconscious mind. So your conscious mind processes 40 bits of information every second, while your subconscious mind processes 40 million bits. Yeah. So it's this super powerful processor and it controls all the functions you don't even think about. Grows your hair, grows your fingernails. It allows you to chew chewing gum and walk and talk at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it, it's driving your car. If, if, if we're driving together and we're talking and you're driving and we get there, you can probably not tell me what was happening along the road because your subconscious mind was driving and it's doing a great job Isn't at it. Isn't that so it crazy how that happens? Sometimes <laughs> I'm driving and I'm like, I do not remember the last five minutes of driving. Like I just get so lost in my thoughts. And I'm like, did I yeah. stop at every stoplight? Did I like, oh, did I do this? <laughs> I can't remember. Literally, I blank out. <laughs> I know. I to tell people that. <laughs> or my husband, because I always get mad at his driving. <laughs> He'll be like, you don't even pay attention. <laughs> yeah, you're well, so he, great. That's so cool. He has this subconscious mind that's doing the driving. And it's also controlling your muscle strength. So you can okay. kind of use it as a lie detector. Because okay. when it hears a truth, something positive, it's your muscles are strong. But in the presence of um lie or negative they turn weak really so this yes. is a lie detector test work um i guess it's kind of similar lie detector I just, test i think um will read your body's i don't know signals somehow but i guess it's similar yeah <clears throat> that's so crazy you, so you get yes and no answers okay. so there are, there are many ways to do it and you can do it on someone else and you can do it by yourself. And if I would do it with someone, I would ask them to hold out their arm like this mm -hmm. and I will ask them to resist me and gently push down. And so if I have you say, my name is Libby and I push, you're going to be strong. Mm -hmm. And if I have you say, my name is Bob, you're going to be weak and I can push your arm down. That's incredible. Oh my goodness. I want to try this. Like as soon as this ends, I'm going out there with my husband. I'm going to be like, do it. <laughs> That's so crazy. So this is how, okay. So how do you use this for testing people for, yeah. you know, in your manifestation practices? So I use it to figure out what my programming is okay. because I might know what I consciously think. I consciously think I'm fabulous. I'm healthy, I'm enough, I love myself, all of those things. Mm -hmm. But subconsciously, if I was told when I was a kid that I'm not good enough, money doesn't grow on trees, all of these things that we are told before mm -hmm. age seven are just programmed into our subconscious mind and they are our belief system. And right. then we use that to create our reality. Exactly. Yeah, so I find out what the beliefs are that are not serving me. And when I know that, then I can do a psyche process to uh, change that into a, a belief that's going to empower me. That is so, so incredible. Mm -hmm. So incredible. I never knew you could do this with your body, I, like push it. And that, is that how you do it to yourself as you put your own arm out? Well, I would put my arm by my elbow like this and I would push like this. 
but there are many ways. And there's one, there is one called the sway test okay. that you could actually do right now if you want to. Okay. <laughs> so, Let's practice a sway test. Well, you, you would have to stand up. Oh, okay. Okay, I can stand up. <laughs> I know this is like on a podcast and you guys can't see, but I'm standing up right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just going to move my mic. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, I'm standing. Weight test or the human pendulum? Human pendulum, okay. Okay, so what you're going to do is stand with your feet steady on the ground, just arms down by your sides and relax. And <clears throat> think about unconditional love and see if your body wants to sway in either direction. Just think unconditional love and just feel that feeling in your heart. And what usually happens is your body is going, just like the cells are drawn toward positive, your body is going to want to go forward. Yes. Oh my God, I'm moving forward. And then go back to neutral. Think about war. And just imagine war and see what happens where your body wants to go. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> weird. I'm literally moving backwards. <gasps> oh my <And> then, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy. And then try, try yes, 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 yes. You can see what happens. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can you see me coming forward? I'm literally yeah. going to crash into my laptop. <laughs> this is so then, incredible. Yeah, and then if you try no and see what happens, no, 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 no. Oh my goodness, moving backwards. Uh -huh. Like on my heels, falling back. That's incredible. Mm. That is so incredible. How do you not know? I've never ever heard of this before in my whole life. Wow. Never. Like that's never been a thing that I've ever been taught. And like, I, wow. There's, the thing is, there's so many, there's so many modalities of like healing and accessing the subconscious. That's so incredible. Mm. Wow. I, I love that. Your subconscious. That's so fun. That mm. was so fun. <laughs> I absolutely loved that. How fun. And you do the, like, you get to do this with clients all the time. You get to show them this. How fun. Yeah. That's so, so what kind of questions do you ask in order for limiting beliefs to be revealed? Well, I will ask you, so what would you like to work on? What would you like to improve in your life? Mm -hmm. And so what, do you do, what do most people want to change? Um, <clears throat> a lot of people are anxious about different things. So for instance, I had a client who was really scared about driving in tunnels, like so scared, it really freaked her out. And she she lives in a part of Norway that's like mountains and tunnels all over. Oh, so no. It was <laughs> oh, no, girl. That's, that's very painful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in her case, we actually used emotion code and we asked, do you have any trapped emotions that are contributing to this fear of tunnels? And then we found those emotions and we released them. And she texted me after a week and she said, I'm just smiling and driving through the tunnels. Wow. Yeah. And it's really life-changing for people. Mm. So people who have, you know, either phobias, because there's so many people who do phobias and like studying psychology. I remember thinking that shock therapy mm. was such a cruel, cruel form of therapy mm. because you're just exposing the person to their fear without dealing with the fear, you know, if you're not healing it. Mm. And that's what I find with traditional therapy I think talk therapy is so great. I think it's so useful and has so many benefits, but my own personal experience of going through years of talk therapy that didn't help my depression, you know, mm. it would, it, it just helped me manage. It helped me cope. It helped me be okay, but by no means was I thriving. By mm. no means was I healed. It didn't force me to face myself. Mm. Right. And I, that's what I find so fascinating about what you do. The thing with talk therapy is your brain doesn't understand if something is going on right now or in the past or in the mm -hmm. future. So whether it's talk therapy, just reiterating what's difficult or it's 
watching um, a horror movie or whatever it is, or just feeding your mind negativity, if you're talking about something bad that happened, your body is going to start making the chemistry of that. Mm -hmm. So the more you're digging in, talking about it, the more you're going to create that chemistry every single time. And so that's the problem with talk therapy. That's what? very true. That's so true, Greta. Because I actually think, look, I've had full-blown panic attacks in, you know, my therapist's office. Yeah. Because yeah. You're, even though you're talking through it, your body is reliving it. Mm. Mm -hmm. One of my clients had uh, corona and wow. she had a lot of things, uh, processing a lot of things during that because she had fears of drowning and you know corona attacks your lungs and you right. might run in your own fluids and so she had so much going on and and she called me having a panic attack because she had taken the trash downstairs she walked up again and she couldn't her her heart rate didn't slow down for two hours and so she was about to call the doctor but she called me instead you're <laughs> probably <laughs> smart though and i said okay Let's do a psyche process, sit in that position that you know, and, and just think about the situation until your perception changes into one of peace and non-attachment. And she did, and she was fine in two minutes. Wow. Yeah. So is that what happens? Is that it's really about, you know, not attaching yourself to a situation or to an outcome? Well, when you're changing your perception of a situation, so let's say you've you've experienced something difficult let's say it's a car accident and there's so much connected to that so much fear and emotions and and all of that and um what you would do then would be to decide instead of the emotions that are coming up when i think about it what do i want to feel instead mm -hmm. and so i asked you i I, will, I would say to you that the goal of this balance would be to achieve a perception, change your perception to one of peace and non-attachment? And is there anything else you would like to add? And so then you decide how you want to feel. But we always start with peace and non-attachment. I really... Babe, it is time for you to live like the badass bitch that you are. It's time for you to really rise above that bullshit story that you can't be everything you always dreamed you would. I remember spending my last $6 on a Metro Pass so I could go to the food bank and get my weekly supplies of lentils, rice, and beans. I remember having to walk two hours to work and two hours back home in negative 20 degree weather because I had to choose between taking the Metro or buying toilet paper. I had no idea if I was gonna be able to pay my rent, if I would get more clients. I was in constant struggle, in constant stress. <laughs> no matter what I tried, I felt like I could never get ahead. My credit card was maxed out. I was always in my overdraft and I was just barely getting by. Baby, this was not living. This wasn't even existing. This was barely existing. And I, I remember I would download every self-help book. I would chant every affirmation. I tried everything and nothing was working for me. Nothing was getting me out of this total slump, this total disaster of a life. But I was committed to ensuring that I would get out of this. And when I activated my self-love magic, my life completely transformed. Today, I have traveled the world. I have been to Australia, Asia, all over the US, South America, Central America. I've met my absolute perfect partner. We got married, married to my dream man. We live in the Caribbean in a gorgeous house on a huge amount of land. I brought my baby boy with me, my little dog, and I now have an online business that allows me to work less, make more money, and work anywhere in the world. Baby girl, I have manifested my badass bitch life. I want you right now to picture your own badass bitch life. Living in your sole purpose, making money doing what you absolutely love to do. 
totally fulfilled in your relationships, what it would be like to hold your perfect partner's hand as you're sipping cocktails on the beach, feeling total confidence in your body, all about pleasing you and not others, standing in your sexual power and worth, and manifesting exactly what you want with magic and ease. But if you're not there and you're driving your okay car instead of that Mercedes you've been dreaming of, you're living in this mediocre apartment and not your open concept home in Malibu, if you're working for a company that just pays the bills but you're not totally fulfilled in your work, and you keep dating the same type of person, not the perfect partner who is committed, loving, and engaging. Babe, I need to get real with you right now because you need to stop being okay with being just okay. Fuck okay. You want fulfillment and real joy and you deserve majestic magic. You're not living how you truly want to because you are living in subconscious fear, trauma, and shame. You're not making the money you should be and that you deserve to be making because of your subconscious patterns. You're being controlled by your past traumas rather than you being in control and creating your own majestic, magical life. I want you to feel what it would be like to have complete healing from the depths of your being, complete sanity in your relationship with food, 100% confidence in who you are so you can rock that bikini in anybody. I want you to have freedom from any and all fear and all judgments that your own judgments are the only one that matters and your judgment is that you are a badass bitch. I want to see you with aligned so alignment in your soul purpose and money coming from you by simply being you. I want you to see yourself with your perfect partner who loves you as much as you love yourself. The deepest love for you traveling through every cell of your being. I want you to see, to see yourself having this badass, magical as fuck life that you truly desire. And this can all be yours. And I can show you exactly how to go from mundane to magic in eight transformational weeks. My sweetheart, my babe, my love, if you are over just being okay, if you're over just getting by, are you going to stay in this hole and dig yourself deeper? Or are you ready to ascend into your divine magnetic magic? Are you ready to own your power and ascend into a new dimension and a new reality? If you are ready to release trauma and the bonds holding you back from your divine life, I really want to invite you to have a heart-to-heart -heart chat with me where I will map out your path from mundane to magical as fuck. You are beautiful and you are deserving of that divine life that is rightfully yours. Let's sit down, have a glass of wine together, have a cup of coffee, and let's see exactly what's holding you back. I don't do pushy sales and I only want to work with people who are going to be aligned with me and who I know that I can truly, truly help. If this is calling out for you today, I'm going to ask you to go into the show notes and click on the link that is to book a discovery call with me where we will strategize how to get you from mundane to magic. I love you, babe. It's time for you to love yourself. love that this method really takes responsibility of one's own emotion. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, blame on anything else. We're like, okay, well, this is what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and the thing is it, that, that's this, so this is psyche, um, which we use to change our perception of things and change beliefs, changing from I'm hopeless. I don't know how to deal with money to I'm fabulous. I'm, per, I'm really good at handling my money. And, and then emotion code deals with negative trapped emotions. So have you heard of emotion code before? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, but your listeners might not all know. So no, no, please share. It's an energy healing technique that can help and identify and release what we call trapped emotions and trapped emotions are negative emotional energies from distressing past events and by releasing them we can help make conditions right for the body to recover 
so that physical and emotional difficulties often disappear or become much more manageable. So uh, let's say you have a um, you have a pain in your chest. I had a client with a chest pain. And so we asked, do you have a trapped emotion contributing to this chest pain? And then we find and we release the trapped emotion. And I think we did like four for this particular client. And then the next day she was texting me and she said there was like a click in her chest and she was fine. Wow. It's so amazing how releasing a few trapped emotions can help you change your perception of things, help you actually heal physical pains. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is this, it's like a ball of negative energy. So imagine I'm feeling stress and I'm not processing, processing it. I'm just stuffing it down mm -hmm. and it's going to get trapped in a place in my body. And oftentimes if, if I have a pain or ache or a part of my body that's weak, it might get trapped there. And so with the cells wanting to move away from negative, if the, if the ball of energy is here and, and negative, my cells are going to want to move. Right. And so it's going to cause all sorts of strains mm -hmm. because they're moving away from the negative. So when you then find it and release it, they're going to relax back. Right. Yeah. That's so amazing. So what, okay. So I know um, some very common pains people have are in their shoulders and in their lower backs. Mm -hmm. Do you notice that there's any kind of emotional pain or um, a type of emotion that is being held onto that specifically likes to take hold in those areas? Mm, it's, it's really interesting because I'll show you the table of emotions. And a lot of, a lot of the time, these emotions seem to get trapped in the same parts of the body. Right. So the same types of emotions. So here's Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's getting covered by the background. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, well. So it, there's different emotions. Just explain to me what's on the chart so our listeners can understand what's on there as well. Yeah. So there are two columns of emotions and then there's one column um, detailing where in the body. So for instance, there's kidneys, bladder, lung or colon, spleen or stomach, heart or small intestine, glands or sexual organs, kidneys or bladder. And a lot of the time, these organs are connected to different parts of the body as well. Mm -hmm. So lower back and neck and shoulders can be connected to, for instance, the um, lungs, colon, spleen, stomach, but it can also be different things. And um, the extension of Emotion code is the body code, which goes even much more into that. And I'm getting certified in that right now. So I mean, I'm training to be certified in that. But so far, it's emotion code and, and the effects are just amazing. And then when you combine the two, Psyche and emotion code, Psyche adjusts your uh, beliefs, your point of attraction. Mm -hmm. that part of your point of attraction and then emotion code adjusts your emotional point of attraction by releasing the negatives and so you're you're actually raising your vibration so these these tools are super fast um, and you you get to decide what your point of attraction is going to be so let's say you want you want to manifest more money but you've you feel negative towards money and you feel like you never have enough. And so what you could do is you could decide what do you want to be true, what do you want instead? And you come up with a new belief, like I love money and money loves me. And then you can ask, do you have any trapped emotions regarding money? And then you release the negative emotions and suddenly you have a new belief and you have a new emotional set point regarding money and money is going to start flowing to you because you have changed your point of attraction. Whereas if you're using affirmations, you can do the same thing, but it takes longer. 
So if you want to speed it up, this is a really good mm -hmm. way. I'm not a huge fan of affirmations. I think that there's something that has been taught for so, so, so long. Um, and I think they're great used in the right setting, mm -hmm. um, such as like a, a deep guided meditation, something where you're reprogramming a belief. I think affirmations can be really great in those types of situations. But I think just, you know, walking around saying, oh, this and that, or like, oh, I have lots of money coming towards me. And you're saying it all the time, but then in your conscious mind, your conscious mind's like, nope. Oh, yeah. you actually know how much money you have in your bank account. Nope. You know how much money you're getting paid. And it blocks that affirmation from really accessing that subconscious mind. Yeah. You're creating more resistance because you don't exactly believe it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like you're, you're re by using affirmations, you're reaffirming that limiting belief mm. in the, as you said, creating more resistance. Yeah. So if you don't pay attention to how you feel, if the affirmation makes you feel bad, then it's actually not doing good. Mm -hmm. That's the mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't love affirmations anymore. Like I used to, I think, cause you know, I had done them for so long and I was like, why aren't things changing in my life? And then I realized like, oh, there's actually a lot of beliefs down here that are rooted in shame, rooted in trauma that, you know, oh, okay. So my parents always fought over money. So then, you know, like digging out those things that you don't think about, because that's how you end up engaging with the world is through whatever beliefs you have in the subconscious. Yes. That's, That's so so fascinating. And yeah. I love how you use these modalities together, right? Like that's so incredible. Do you think that when it comes to manifesting that it's usually people's beliefs around money or is there something else that stops people from getting into that level of abundance where they want to be? Yeah, I think it's a combination of those subconscious beliefs and programs and not, not taking the time to get crystal clear about what you want. So not taking the time to actually set the goals. Because one of my favorite sayings is, if you don't know what you want, that's exactly what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. So if you're just going with the flow, just seeing what's happening, then you're actually not going to ever, you're, you're just going to get random. So if you actually want to deliberately create your reality, you need to take the time to figure out what it is that you want. And if you don't know what you want, then decide that you want to say, mm -hmm. I know what I want. And, and maybe, use the set K process to program that into your subconscious mind and you're going to create more knowing of what you want. And so being deliberate about what you want. So you say you want money. How much money do you want? Mm -hmm. What do you want to be able to do with it? What is it? Is it money you want or is it freedom? Is it yeah, time yeah. freedom? For me, it's time freedom. Mm -hmm. I want the freedom to use my time however I want to. And so how much money do I need to do that? Yeah. That is, that is a way of, you, you never see a serious company not setting a goal for how much money they're supposed to make would mm -hmm. never do that. So <clears throat> if you want to be serious about actually manifesting the money that you want, you need to have a look at it, set, set some real goals. And it, it's with everything in your life. What kind of relationship do you want? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to see how it goes. Yeah. I get that a lot in my, in my practice. They're like, I really want, I want to meet my person. I'm like, well, okay, well, who do you want it to be? Yeah. Well, I don't. Okay. So you don't know, write it down, get clear. Right. What do you want? And like, what do you want their family to be like? Mm -hmm. what, do you, like what do you really want? How do you want to feel around them? Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. And then when you know that these are the things you want, you've now set a new standard mm -hmm. for yourself and then you can set boundaries around what those things are yeah and that way you won't settle for less mm -hmm. because if you settle for less you're closing the door for more 
Mm -hmm. Once you've decided what this more is, what's on your cosmic wish list, what do you want to have in your reality, mm -hmm. then you won't settle for anything less unless you don't feel worthy of having it. So, so deciding what it is you want and become the vibrational match to that. Cause you can't just, you can't just want this perfect person and then just be a total shithead. <laughs> That's, That's not going to work. <laughs> That's no. true. Something that I do get my clients to write out along with the list of what they want their person to be. I say, you know, write a list about how you want to be for your person mm. because they're expecting somebody too. Yes. And how do you want to show up in that relationship? What do you want to offer? Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. And then, and it's also that knowing that like, oh shit, no, I do have a shit ton to offer. Mm -hmm. I'm an amazing person. I'm fabulous. Yeah. Right. And knowing that about yourself. And when you see these things written out in front of you and you're like, oh, I'm getting really clear about this. Mm -hmm. I think that's just such a, a beautiful way to honor yourself and yeah. to show up for yourself. It's a really practical way of doing it. And then when you start embodying that person, that's a vibrational match to the person that you want to manifest. Mm -hmm. you're going to start loving yourself so much and have so much fun with yourself. You don't even need that other person. Mm -hmm. So when they come along, it's like, yay, there you are. I'm happy to see you. I mean, I was, I was perfect by myself, but welcome mm -hmm. into my life. I don't need you, but I, I kind of want you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think that's so, that's just really how manifesting works is you need to detach yourself from the mm -hmm. outcome. And that it's like, this can come or it cannot, but it's not going to affect how I feel about myself. Yeah. I'm still going to feel great. I'm still going to feel amazing if mm. I get this or not. And then yeah. when you have that level of like, cool, I'm great. That's when mm. the universe is like, here you go. Yeah. <clears throat> it is. That's exactly how I manifested my husband. I was single and super happy. And just for fun, I wrote my cosmic wish list. And a couple months later, he appeared. Wow. And perfect. And so quick. Like, I love that about, because manifesting, I think in ways that have been taught from, I don't, I can't even think of these guys' names right now, but books that we have all read for, you yeah, know, that have been the secret and all of that. Yes. Like wow. these things. And I think that they take so long. They take so long because you have to access the subconscious mind. Yeah. And I love these methods that you have that they just like, they're so instant. Yeah. That's, that's what's so cool about them because all of the things that Abraham teach, they all make sense and they work, but it's not so easy from a point of not having from not being well yeah to actually be able to shift into that vibration of what you want. Mm -hmm. Try to shift into a vibration of wellness from a chronic headache. I yeah. promise you that is not easy without no, these it's tools. Not. It's really yeah. not. And that's something I had asked. Um, I asked another coach and I said, which I'll ask the same question to you, is that when you don't come from a place of money or knowing what money is, and you're like, look, I want to build a business. I want to do this. How can that person really visualize this so that they can actually feel that right now? Yeah. So yeah, give me a, give me your take on that. Yeah. It's so, so how do you, how do you know what it feels like to be abundant when you've never been? How do you know what it feels like to always have enough money for your bills if you never had? Um, it, it's so interesting because I grew up with, like we had enough, but just barely. Mm -hmm. And my ex-husband grew up in a neighborhood where they had more than enough and they were all lawyers and, you know, doctors and all of that. And so his frame of how much can I earn was larger than mine, mm -hmm. which was great because I, then I could expand mine. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so, so being exposed to people with a different frame of what's possible is one good thing. But another thing you can do is make sure that you every once in a while treat yourself to some luxury. 
So even if you need to save up for it, save up and go have a really nice meal at a restaurant or go get a massage or go to the spa or whatever else that is luxury to you. Mm-hmm. Go and treat yourself to that and let your body physically experience that. And that is a good way of, you know, treating your body physically. What That's it means. So I love that. But go experience luxury. Go do it. I had my first uh, first class flight this year, and I was like, <laughs> I'm never going back to economy. <laughs> Like that's never happening. I was like, one, it's so worth it. I'm like, you end up spending probably the same amount because of all the add-ons in economy and you just get the ease of it. And you can go shower, you can go chill, you get free food, you get free booze, you get to lie down in your own cocoon. Like, Mm -hmm. um, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm never going back. And when you arrive, you don't you don't even want to get off the plane. Cause no, so I'm like, oh, we're landing. Like, oh, because <laughs> it's such a good experience. Yeah, it, it is. Good. That's so good. I'm gonna think about that. Okay, how can I just treat myself to more luxury? Yeah. I was just looking at flights again, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna. I was like, I didn't even I didn't even look. I didn't even like click economy. I was like, click first class. Thank you. Like, I'm not even looking at economy flights anymore. Not doing it. It's so different. Mm-hmm. It's so worth it. So yes. worth it. So mm-hmm. worth it. And that was mm-hmm. another thing, like growing up in my family, it was always like, oh, we need to buy the cheapest option or we'll mm-hmm. buy like the no name brand. Oh, it's just as good as like, the, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, no. Okay. I need my brand name ketchup. I need my brand name peanut butter, my brand name Nutella. Thank you. (laughs) But it's funny because little things like that can even be seen as luxury items. If you go home, that doesn't, they never spent that extra dollar on things. Mm. I I do that when I buy food. I go and I see what's going to nourish my body the best way. Mm-hmm. Can I find something local? Can I find something organic? Can I find something I know is going to be nutritious? And then I don't even look at the price. Because mm-hmm. honestly, if, if I buy the cheapest stuff, I'm going to have to pay in medical bills anyway. So mm-hmm. why not treat myself to the food that I know is going to nourish me? I know that it has nourished the earth while growing. Uh, it hasn't stripped the earth of nutrients and added a lot of pesticides and all of that. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and it hasn't harmed the environment and it's not going to harm me. I can't see why I shouldn't treat myself to that. And that that's a form of luxury. Mm-hmm. It is. But it, it's, it's, it's affordable. And if, if you eat a little less meat, then you can afford a shit ton of vegetables. <laughs> so Exactly, right? That, I know that's my favorite day of the week is when I get to go to the market and like buy vegetables. (laughs) I always need my husband with me though, because I don't cook. He does. So I'm like, what do we need? What do we eat? (laughs) What do do we have? I know, but I agree with you on like the food. I hate buying like cheap food. Mm. I don't love it. It's not my favorite thing in the world. And it's nice that I have a husband who cooks. You're lucky. And I do too. It's great. <laughs> the, the thing with cheap food, really cheap everything, is that the cost to the environment isn't calculated mm-hmm. in there. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're, it's cheap for you to buy it, but it's, it's polluting the environment. It's destroying rivers, the ocean, all of that. And mm-hmm. to me, that's not worth it. And that's not how I want to vote for my future. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I just did some research into polyester clothing. So I'm thinking like, you know, polyester, like it's good. We're reusing bottles. And then I found out that even just washing them, they create nano and micro plastics that go into our oceans and then they're eaten by the plankton and boom, 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 all the way back up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm like, okay, I'm only buying organic cotton from now on that was like grown sustainably because there's just every, there's such an impact in everything that we do. Yeah. I, let me ask you a question. Do you think that 
by eating more, let's say plant-based or foods that are better for the earth, wearing clothes that again are better for the planet, better for us. Do you think that that aids in raising your vibration? Absolutely. Okay. I absolutely think so. But again, you can change your perception of it all so that your vibration is high no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I do think that acting as much as you can in line with nature is going to raise your vibration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And we all know that being outside in nature feels so good. It feels so good to put your feet in the sand and run into the water. I just love the beach. That's my favorite place in the world is on a beach. Um, But even in like the mountains going hiking or just being outside in my yard, like it's just good to be outside. And it's good for you. And there's so much research showing that for instance trees trees actually secrete these substances that are super good for our health okay (laughs) tell me more (laughs) i think there's research done in japan and so showing this and and so i think they offer some kind of therapy there which basically is walking in the forest because it's good for you wow just, just having a green plant in your house is going to do wonders because it's going to affect your mood. We are supposed to be out in nature all the time. And so being in, in houses without any trace of nature is, is going to be bad for you. And in, in buildings in cities in Asia with a lot of pollution, if you have two huge house plants for each person working in that building, they're going to cleanse the air completely. Wow. The plants are amazing and so powerful. So I just moved into this place and there are no living plants. So tomorrow's project is signed. I'm going to get, going to get plants. That's exciting. Yeah. I had this little like epiphany when I was walking with my husband down on our property and this tree, it looks like it has all these eyes on it. And he's like, babe, doesn't it look like the tree's looking at us? Mm. And I stopped and I was like, oh my God. I was like, babe. The tree is watching us. I was like, nature is watching us. I said, we see nature, but nature also sees us. And it was this really like weird and out there thing to say, but it was just like a moment. I was like, because we're all a part of this. Like we're all a part of the cosmic universe and we are all a part of each other. And so what's to say that like the trees and the plants can't see us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought I was like, well, so call many Aristotle ways. over here. Huh? <laughs> I was like, call me Aristotle over here. <laughs> <laughs> there are more ways to see also than with eyes. And like, I think about the, the connections between all the trees in a forest with the mycelium. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have, they have Wi-Fi over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so much it's better. so crazy. Yeah. One tree needs help and it's like, boom, they start sending all the help through it. Like, mm. It's so fascinating to know how that works. And then it just reminds you that like, right, it works like that because that's how the universe works. Yeah. That we're all connected Mm -hmm. and in such a beautiful way. And that's why I think, especially with manifesting, the universe is like, hey, hey, like I'm here. I'm waiting for you to show up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like with when my, when I met my husband, I wanted this amazing guy, Utopia, on on a wish list over Mm -hmm. here. I also wanted to get out of the country. I was in Norway. I was cold. I wanted to be in the warm, but I was like, how do I deal with that with work? I don't know, but but this is what I want. And he, when I met him, he was two months away from being sent to Florida for work for two years with good pay. And so, and he was like, I want this girl how am I supposed to find a smart um, career woman who can just quit her job and leave and come with me? Well, I don't know, but it's not my job to find out. And, and so with my intentions and what I wanted matched perfectly with what he wanted. So all we had to do was to state what we wanted and then the universe took care of the rest. Isn't that amazing? 
It is amazing. That's so like, it's so crazy, but it's not. <laughs> like, it's so crazy because we think that getting the things we want has to be difficult. We're mm-hmm. programmed to believe that, you know, in order to get a good job, you need to go get an education. You have to get good grades in school and everything has to be difficult. Yeah. But it really doesn't. And so when things aren't hard, it's like, huh, okay. It was actually simple. Oh, the universe is on my side. Hmm. Yeah. We don't have to figure everything out. And when we stop needing to figure everything out and just let go of connection to outcome, let's just release that and just say, this is nice, but it would be even nicer if, mm-hmm. and, and then just allow it in. That is so good. 